We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Welcome, folks, into the stream. Slowly but surely, I am going to take it upon myself, Thomas, to inform you of a very important thing that happened in my life yesterday. Uh, my daughter just started volleyball, all right? I'm a huge volleyball star, all that fun stuff. Her team, yep. they got the color orange, right? They got nice. bright orange jersey. So it came <laughs> to team suggestions. My daughter, the orange crush. That took it over, folks. So the, nice. Her volleyball team for this whole fall is going to be the orange crush. Why? Because it's football season here in Broncos sure. country, and that's what we are talking about tonight. We've got a jam-packed show led by some Hall of Fame news, some training camp news, joint practice with the Los Angeles Rams, who are in town to take on your Denver Broncos this Saturday. We've got a lot to get to, but before we get to it, I'm your host, Luke Patterson. Join with me, as always, is my guy, my friend, my brother. You know him, you love him, Thomas Hall. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not much. Just uh, basking in the glory of finally getting uh, <laughs> seeing Randy Gratchard get into the Hall of Fame, you know? So it's been it's been a good week, uh, a good day for sure for Broncos country. Yeah, Tom gets to take laps. Broncos country gets to take laps. And most importantly, Randy Gratishar gets to take at least a little bit of a premature victory lap. Now we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of it, but he was elected as a finalist, right? For the pro yep. football hall of fame. They have some details to lock up and we'll get to that a little bit later in the show, but he's got a foot in the door. It sounds like things are heading in the right direction and all credit to Tom, because I was upset. I threw a hissy fit to be honest with everybody <laughs> last Wednesday over Mike Shanahan getting snubbed. I just, I do not get it. Now I'm still upset about it. I'm bitter. I, I don't like the people over there at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but it does feel good to get that good news today. Yeah. And, and the nice thing too, really, it doesn't matter if you go in first ballot or you go in in your 35th uh, year waiting. You're That's in true. and you're always in forever. No and one remembers which ballot you went in too, yeah. right? It's just, it, it's fortunate enough that he's, you know, at a point in his life that he's still healthy, still can enjoy it and his family can enjoy it. So 
we're we're all excited. There was a lot of work that went into helping. I mean, a lot of people put in a lot of effort to try and keep his awareness up. So, you know, kudos go out to a lot including of yourself, folks. Tom, including yourself. You do not like to beat your own drum, but I will do that <laughs> for you, man. You legends a mile high every Friday morning, folks. That's where a lot of this support and campaign and, and everything like that for Randy Gratishar. I don't want to say necessarily got started, but it took momentum and helped push it forward so you should check that out it's one of thomas's other projects here at uh mhh i mean you got lots of projects you got mhi you've got legends you've got orange and blue view on saturday night tom's a very popular guy just like <laughs> our guy dylan von arks another popular guy one of our own over at mile high huddle uh saying what up broncos country make sure you hit that like button on the way in please share on all platforms and subscribe if you have not done so already dylan was at the game against the 49ers last weekend in case nobody knew i'm sure everybody knows by now it's old news uh but it's cool man it's cool when you get boots on the ground like that so shout out to dylan you can check out dylan's latest work over at mahihuddle.com and David, man, David, 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 we know that David's going to show up and show out every Wednesday night on MHI before the show even gets started. Our guys in here, Tom, 30 minutes early with a $10 super saying good evening, Broncos country, Luke, Tom, Dylan and Deacon Scott. I'm happy to see that Randy Gratishar is on the senior Hall of Fame list. It's about time. Hashtag 12 and 5, MHH for life, Buckham in Denver Broncos for life. David, happy that Randy Gratishar finally is getting some respect put on that name. Yeah, finally, you know, and and I know that there it's still kind of there's one step left, right? They 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 have to have the voters uh kind of confirm what the uh what the senior committee says with an 80% vote. It has been a very long time since a Hall of Famer that made it to the finals didn't get voted in. It used to happen, but they all know now that it there's a lot of deserving seniors waiting that need to get in. They can't do that anymore. It's at this point, it's kind of a rubber stamp. So you can pretty much, you can pretty much assure yourself that Randy's getting in, even though there's one final step. So I, it's, it's a, uh, it's still time to rejoice, even though you got to wait for a little while for the official word, but yeah, it's great news. Yeah, it's horrible that they make them wait. It's horrible that they make these guys jump through hoops, if you will, because of that waiting process. I don't understand it. Um, I'm not going to pretend to to know it, but it just it's frustrating for a lot of the fan base that's looking at an active season. And I've said it before. I think these things would be better off not during training camp, not during the <laughs> preseason. I think like towards the dead periods of the year of the calendar year, if you will, where active football isn't happening, uh, this would be a more appropriate place for it. And I think that the NFL could definitely do things better. The pro football hall of fame could do things better, but you could read all about Broncos legend, Randy Gratishar making it into the Hall of Fame as a finalist so far. Still just a little bit more to come. You can read about that over at milehighhuddle.com. Thomas has an article up headlining our publication right now. Yeah, and, you know, I can go on and on about why he deserves it, but we all know why he deserves it. He should have been in a long time ago. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where, uh, it's just finally kind of a relief for relief for his family too. I mean, you could see when he, it was nice that they invited him to go to practice, step up to the podium, speak about mm -hmm. it. Uh, you know, you could, you could see it was important to him and many, you know, uh, he, many people don't, you know, they don't want to talk to him leading up to the process because 
it is hard for these folks to get almost there and then be snubbed that, you know, in the final step. So it's great to see that he can talk about it and kind of relax and his family can, and he, he and his family can enjoy it. Yeah, he can exhale, but you know, it bothers me that they he still has to wait. I mean, good Lord, give the man his yeah. jacket and get the, get him sized up for the bust right now. We know he's going in. Uh, Lawrence, Coming in with some support. What's up, man? It's good to see Larry in the house, a supporter since day one of this very show. What's up, guys? I couldn't pass up this game. The tension is high, so I'll be there this game. Nice. Oh, man. Lawrence is talking about the Rams. Lawrence is going to the Rams preseason finale here in the Mile High City, the only preseason game in Denver and the final one. Thank goodness, as yep. the Broncos host the Los Angeles Rams, who are in town and had – Day one, I would say, of a two-day practice. That's speculation, but we're expecting them to practice tomorrow. We're going to get into some of that tension that Lawrence was referencing here in just a little bit. But before we do, our guy Michael Rinkio coming in and relieving some tension with all of his support. Good evening, Thomas and Luke on the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos and fuck them. Thank you, Michael. Hopefully all is well out there in AZ. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm looking forward to the game. You know, I, the preseason is is meaningless for the score and a lot of other things, but it's not meaningless for these folks that are on the roster bubble. Uh, and you you can see who who may make it, who may not. I mean, you watch those games and you see who pops, and uh, that that's what's fun for me. Is I I've been well, you know, I've been talking about Alex Palczewski since back in May, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and now everybody's like, he he can make the team. Yeah, it's because he's been out there working his tail off playing good in camp, playing good in preseason. And here he is on the cusp of maybe making the, the team. So it's, this is, this last game is when, when those folks kind of separate themselves or fall back into the pack and end up, uh, end up looking for a job. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this is, this is a huge opportunity for so many guys and you've got to make the most of it. And it doesn't just happen in that final preseason game. It happens in these joint practices. It's one of the reasons I'm so upset that, you know, limited media and they say sponsored fans. I mean, it's corporate BS. That's who's out there. You know, it's business folks. Don't ever forget it. But, man, this is the best week of training camp, joint practices. I got to yep. be credentialed for the Cowboys last year, and it was awesome to see some live rounds, if you will. We're going to get into some of that um, a little bit later in the show. But before we do, I got to get to our guy, Troy, who just came in. Coming in hot with the 999 Super. What's up, Troy? Hey, guys. I am happy for Randy Gratishar. Was a kid in 77. Happy with the Mike Purcell deal as well. 
I expect the Rams offense to be fine-tuning plays they have run for years and to be ahead of the Broncos who are still learning what new plays will work. Troy coming in with some good news, right, that we just received a few hours ago, Thomas, that uh, defensive lineman Mike Purcell had a contract restructure, which pretty much indicates, at least it's pointing those fingers, that he's going to make this 53-man roster. Um, What do you make of Mike Purcell? We don't know what the hell's wrong with him. Uh, It's been the deepest, darkest secret over there at Centura Health Training Center. And for whatever reason, the Broncos feel good enough about him to restructure his deal and, and at least lead us to speculate that Mike Purcell will be on this team. Well, he provides good depth, right? He's a guy, he provides experience, depth, and he's the problem is he just can't stay healthy lately. So that's been his biggest problem. But when he's healthy, he can play play uh, football on the defensive line really well. And so I think I think they were looking towards that because I think they knew that they didn't have a lot of experience, depth. They've got their starters pretty much lined out from my perspective. You got you've got Zach Allen, you got DJ Jones, you got Jonathan Harris. Those guys are going to start. Purcell's going to and it will probably help Purcell Purcell stay more healthy is if he doesn't have to play as many snaps. So he'll come in in the rotation. The only problem I have with it and not it's not really a problem, it's actually a good problem to have, I guess, is people who like Elijah Garcia who is was out there balling in preseason maybe on the outside looking in now uh, now that Purcell's not going to start the season on the NFA NFI list right he's he's now activated he can't go onto that list anymore he's either making the roster or not and uh, that that's the only bummer that i see cuz there were a couple defensive linemen young ones up and comers that i liked uh, Garcia being one and and Jordan Jackson was having a very solid preseason yeah, they get another opportunity tomorrow, right? I mean, we'll yep. talk about practice here in just a second. I want to make sure I get to all of our our folks, our gentlemen and our ladies, including Jasmine, saying hello. And Jasmine has been a huge supporter of the show. And a huge shout-out to Michaela Israel. Congratulations on the promotion. Well done. We love to hear and share each other's success on this show every Wednesday night. So it's cool to see the chat ripping and roaring, right? And, and constantly right showing love because – uh, it's one thing to disagree with us about football, but we celebrate life all the time. And we welcome that here on our chat streams. Uh, Troy, I, I love it, man. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that Broncos country's pumped about Randy Gratishar. And I'm just, I'm thrilled that football is finally back. And there's some good news this week for Broncos country. Speaking of good news, our guy, Keith coming in with some good news, always showing some love and support, a dear friend of the show saying, my guys, Thomas and Luke, could a guy like Albert Okuwebunam be traded for a seventh or any other players you could see for late round picks. Keith, it's funny you mentioned this because this is what I wanted to talk about based on what I've read reports, tweets, what have you about joint practice with the Rams today. It sounded like Albert O was a world beater today, Thomas. I don't know what you saw, but I'm seeing out there that he was a red zone nightmare catching two, three touchdowns. Even Um, it made me immediately think, was this a mismatch or did something break down with the Rams defense or is Sean Payton going to try to flash this young player for one last game to try to get some value out of him? Because based off of what you and I saw and what Keith saw, out there at training camp and Michaela and all the rest of our friends here on MHI, we know that it's the Troutman, Greg Dulcich show and Chris Manhurts folks. I know he's a blocker, but I'm telling you, he can catch some balls too. And Sean Payton likes those unsuspecting targets. 
Yeah, well, he's actually just all of a sudden taken off. I mean, you and I were out at camp. Alberto did not look very good. He didn't look that great in the first preseason game. He really came around in this last preseason game, and now he's on fire. So I don't know what to make of it. I, I think um, it's Too good. Late. It's a good problem to have. But I don't know if him all of a sudden coming on is going to kind of outweigh all the stuff that he had done prior or lack of stuff that he'd done prior. I don't know. Uh, they might, you know, if he comes out and he really lights it up in preseason and they have no uh, real idea of keeping him, they may shop him. And I thought they would, to begin with, try to shop him for a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where he's catching fire now and maybe he catches interests of other teams. Speaking of other teams, we've got a new Bronco in the house. Oh, hang on real quick. Before we do that, let's get into our one of our MVPs, Gary Leeds Palmer. GLP, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Always coming in. We can count on Gary no matter what for love and support. Just stepping in to say congratulations to Randy Gratishar and give a thumbs up to Thomas Hall for all of his support. <laughs> I couldn't say that any louder myself. Go Broncos, Gary. Uh, yeah, Tom is, is a huge component in trying to get some momentum trying to generate some support and i mean just look at that beautiful hoodie he's wearing we all love tom nailing right well tom tom's namesake right tom Nail yeah. no not nothing like that tom's just trying to generate some support so maybe one day you can see some momentum for your favorite bronco get into canton and i appreciate that gary i know tom does as well man thanks for the love yeah, thank you very much. And I mean, there's other people that worked a heck of a lot harder than I did for Randy Gratishard. You know, the uh, fan of the year that was on Legends of Mile High, Ron Katz, put a lot of effort for the last four years trying to really raise awareness and doing it the right way. And, you know, go back and check out that uh, check out that podcast. It was a few weeks ago where he came on the show and we talked about it. And And remember, when you do want to create some sort of buzz or get attention for somebody that you think should be in the Hall of Fame, and you're tweeting at these voters and stuff, you know, make sure you're being respectful uh, because if you're not, it's a turnoff people, you know, humans have, uh, have the same, you know, that's human nature that you, you say that, Oh, you, you guys are idiots for uh, not putting so-and-so in. It's going to, it's going to yeah, be, a that's right. For not voting Mike Shanahan into the hall of yeah, fame. Thomas. But then like the next 100%. time you're like, well, that guy said something about my, uh, you know, about me. So I don't really care if I uh, put a Bronco in. So just, you know, be respectful is all I have to say. Did you hear Adam Schefter go off last week? That was funny on I missed on, it. Uh, on the fan. Yeah, man, it was pretty good. Like he good. he was he was talking to Stink, man, and Evans, I think, and he just ran on a rant. It was good. I mean, you very rarely get an Adam Raw moment like that. And anytime you do, man, it's it's gold to get Adam yeah. Schefter all fired up. Uh, you know who gets <laughs> us fired up? Our guy Phil. Phil McLaughlin coming in hot saying good evening. Luke Thomas and Deegan Scott. I'm happy about Randy Gratishar. Are we pleased about signing? I'm going to butcher this name. Tumasi Laluli. Did I? <laughs> maybe. I Hashtag Buckham. Go Broncos. Phil referencing the Broncos' newest defensive line edition. You can read about him over at mahihuddle.com. Uh, it sounds like this cat came over from the 49ers, Thomas. Um, yep. They released the long snapper, Jake Jack Lander to uh somehow get this cat here he's undrafted out of byu uh 300 pounds he's got some decent numbers in college but it looks like a journeyman when it comes to professional football what do you know about this cat because i'll be honest i don't know a thing about it 
I, I don't know much about him either. Really, he he came in as an undrafted uh, college free agent in 2018. He's kind of bounced around, probably been on a few practice squads. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they must have liked what they saw because he was out on the field uh, with the 49ers against the Broncos in their preseason game. And when, when he became available, they're like, let's snatch him up. But I, I think it is another body to keep, you know, keep uh, some of this defensive linemen fresh. They're going to play him in preseason, play him a little bit in camp. Uh, give some of these guys a rest. Uh, it's, uh, he might make the practice squad, but uh, I don't see him making the actual fifty-three man roster. He just doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have. Uh, he doesn't have. You know what it takes at this point to do that. Well, and I referenced he's played professional football. You notice how I didn't say NFL. Uh, he played in the <laughs> USFL and the XFL. Uh, he's gotten some looks over the years, but has yet to get that NFL game action. So yeah. how do we feel about him, Phil? He's a complete unknown, and he has a huge opportunity in these joint practices and even yep. this preseason finale. I mean, there's a reason he's here, and it's not just to be a body for uh, the O-line to try to whip up on. Let's see here. I've got Lawrence coming in here. With a getting paid, get paid, Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, anytime anybody can get paid. I, I hope I'm trying to figure out what that's in reference to. Maybe the restructure, because if that's it, Mike Purcell got unpaid, right? I mean, he probably <laughs> took a little lesser of a deal uh, to to be with the Broncos, um, and maybe that's a huge congratulations to Michaela and yeah. all of her. Um, success that she's been sharing on MHI. So that's awesome. Speaking of success, our guy, Michael Brinquillo is a huge part of our success. And he saw a successful player as did we all this preseason and at training camp running back. Jaleel McLaughlin could go from homeless to small college football school to the Denver Broncos, 53 man roster. Great story from the life of running back Jaleel McLaughlin. That's just it, Michael. You hit it, man. Uh, Thomas and I were high on this guy since day one of training camp out there. And um, this is a man whose production speaks for itself. It's always fascinating to me when you get a jolt of energy and a lightning rod running back like Jaleel McLaughlin. He's been described as Philip Lindsay with hands by our good friend Matt Waldman. And uh, it's just... It's fascinating because for his size, Thomas, as you know, he's constantly cutting inward and upwards and it throws defenders off guard. It's uh, a natural, raw, explosive element to McLaughlin's game. Yeah, I I mean, you've seen him a couple times in preseason where he was he was pushing the pile, even though he's a small guy. I mean, he's uh, it's effort, right? It's effort and having good balance and and, you know, pushing the pile with your legs you don't have to be huge to do it, but you've got to have the want to, and he does. Right. And it was, it was curious. You and I both were like, why is this guy the sixth running back on the depth chart? We saw it. He was the third running back, third best running back in camp. We all saw it. It wasn't just us. Other people (laughs) witnessed it. And for him to come out as the sixth man and, and it possible that they wanted to try and like, hide him a little Bash bit him. and maybe sneak mm-hmm. him on the practice squad. But after those preseason games, there's no sneaking him onto the practice squad. He's made the roster. And uh, yeah, I, I actually enjoy watching him, you know, cause he has the speed, he has the quickness, he has the agility, but he also has that mentality that you want on your team. He went out there, kickoff return. He went out there and uh, running back went out there as a receiver. He did everything that the coaches asked and he may not have looked incredible at it. I mean, obviously fumbled, uh, bobbled that one kickoff that was real short, but he, he came back and, and continued to do it. So that's what you want on this team, whether he's an undrafted rookie free agent or a 10 year vet, you want somebody that's out there 
working their tail off to win. Well, and he's prepared, bottom line. I mean, coming in as a young guy, learning not only an NFL offense, but the NFL offense, Sean Payton, I'm sure that's complex. I'm not saying it's the best offense in the league, but I'm just saying there were probably some easier offenses to learn on other teams uh, for some different rookies. So for this guy to come in and be prepared, uh, like you said, he's got poise. I mean, that's that's what you were describing. I, I, he knows the situation. He's an intelligent player, and you know Sean Payton loves that. Zebulon coming in, I wanted to get to this. It's being said that the Denver Broncos are a top team interested in Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. Have you guys heard of this? Cecil said it. I'll have to ask Cecil about it. I'll have to go bang on his door about 500 feet from me and see if this is true. Uh, no, I, I just don't know. Like, what are you going to give up for Jonathan Taylor? Because it sounds like, you know, Mr. Drunk Jim Ursay over there in Indianapolis is just digging in. And he's not going to settle for anything less than first rounders in these big expensive draft halls and that's not happening in Broncos country. Yeah. We just did that twice for Russell Wilson and to get Sean Payton here. So um, I, that's not to say that there aren't rumblings. I haven't heard that, but I would be shocked if the Broncos want in on an expensive running back right now, when Javante Williams is looking fantastic. Samaji P Ryan Broncos country. You're going to be in love with Samaji P Ryan. I'm telling you right now, this man is an absolute dog. And we just got done talking about Julio McLaughlin. So Zebulon, it could be true, man. Maybe Cecil knows something we don't. He's definitely more plugged in than I am, but I would have to poke around and find out. I mean, you, you can't deny uh, Cecil. I mean, he's, he, if he's saying that they're interested, then they probably are, but I'm interested in a Ferrari too, but it doesn't mean I can go out and buy one. So Bingo. That's the thing, who's right? not interested in Jonathan Taylor, right? I yeah. mean, like everybody's probably calling just to see what's the price tag. I'm sure that's how right. it goes over there, right? At Centura Health Training Center, Sean Payton's sitting in his office and he goes, George. And then George comes running in from down the hall, right? And he goes, I need you to do me a solid and call Ursay out in Indy. And we got to figure out what that price tag is for that kid that's real pissed off. I mean, I'm sure that's kind of how it's going over there, right? I mean, we know that Sean Payton's pulling the strings, but George Payton's probably working the phones to at least figure out what the, the market is, right? Or the asking price. Well, Ursay's going to mess it up. I mean, if he, he just is, right? I mean, he's going to ask way too much. John, uh, yeah. no one's going to pay it. Jonathan Taylor is going to be disgruntled and it's going to be a fiasco there in, in Indianapolis. And that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, there might be some, there might be some teams that are willing to give up something for him, but from what it sounded like, Hersey's asking too much. I mean, it's just the way it is. So I, I think it's going to be a, a kind of a fiasco out there. Yeah, it's, it's a mess, man. It's, it's interesting. We'll have to, we're fixing to find out, as Gary Kubiak once said. Yeah. Phil McLaughlin. All right, man. I teased it. We're finally going to get to it. We're a half hour in the MHI every Wednesday night where you could find Thomas Hall and yours truly at 6 p.m. Mountain. All right, Phil. Uh, Stetson Bennett was balling today. I'm also kind of glad to hear that Damari Mathis showed some attitude. And while I can't speak to Stetson Bennett, I heard some of those rumblings and I see all the preseason love being shown to the 60 year old rookie coming <laughs> out of the NFL draft. But uh, Damari Mathis, man, that was something I wanted to talk about. Apparently he had a very physical play and moment with Rams wide receiver Van Jefferson in which he kind of body slammed Van Jefferson and it started a little bit of a fight. And uh, I don't know if, that's something I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, you got to absolutely do that. But 
I'm not surprised that it happened. This is joint practice. If these guys are going to rough players up, it's probably going to happen now. Um, there's such thing as old frontier justice, and maybe that rears its ugly head tomorrow, or it already has. But there were some light scuffles today. Feels right. Um, nothing to get in a twist about, but these guys are sick of it. They're tired of camp, and uh, they've got a lot of pride on the line right now. Right. I mean, the Broncos are hosting this team. This is a new mentality. This isn't just we're sharing the field. It's yeah, we invited this team here so we can improve. We can get better and play with pride. Well, and it's a second year player who's going out there not backing down. Right. He's <laughs> that's that's great. Bingo. I mean, Cornerbacks have to have some attitude. And, uh, you know, whether it is grates on you or not, you got to be you got to be confident. And for a second year guy to kind of do that, uh, that gives me the. Um, impression that he's ready to step make that next step into that starting role full-fledged i'm going to go out there and i'm going to kick some tail this year and that's what people are hoping hoping for from damari mathis he showed a lot of signs of being a good cornerback but now he's Mm going to take that next step and uh that's promising now getting into a big fight in uh or whatever it whatever it was a scuffle I mean, that's either here or there, but it's uh, it's good to see that he has that attitude and that's what he needs. I, I couldn't see if it happened and something tells me it didn't. And maybe I'm just wrong. But Aaron Donald didn't practice today, did he? Because then there would have been a fight for sure. I promise you that. I mean, <laughs> it's just the man plays football so he can fight and uh, say what you want about Quinn Miners, Cushenberry and Bennett. Right. Big Bennett Powers. This man don't play no games. And I think you would have seen the scuffle at least get there. Uh, looks like Donald is expecting another child or a child with his wife yeah. per Scott. Yeah, so that's that's why there weren't too many fights. Now, there were scuffles, <laughs> right? Wide receivers, DBs, they get in scuffles. They don't get in fights unless we want to talk about the old school fights, right? You remember the Cortland Finnegan versus Andre Johnson, Houston oh, yeah. Texans, and the, those. Now, those were some fights. This wasn't Emmanuel Sanders versus Cortland Sutton throwing water bottles. I was there for that. I was like 10 feet away while Joe Flacco <laughs> just watched the whole thing. It was ridiculous. But I do remember being a kid watching Cortland Finnegan and uh, and uh, what uh, Andre Johnson from the Houston Texans just go at it, man. I mean, yeah. some of those fights get, got pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. As long I kind of look at it, if they're fighting with the other team, okay. Fighting amongst yourselves is probably not as uh, great as, mm-hmm. as uh, I mean, some people like to see fights or whatever, but fighting amongst yourselves is a, a sign of frustration, which is not a good thing. Uh, but, you know, well, when you're getting a little frustrated with the other team. Nice. Yeah, that's okay, right? Yeah. Well, and they'll be all right. Everybody would be all right as long as there's you know what you can do, right? And what's I guess I'm not going to go into what's an NFL fight because it's not really a fight. I mean, most times it's a little pushing, a little shoving, and it always looks worse than it is, right? It's a temper tantrum for a quick moment, and we all have those. Uh, but no, man, I you've been doing some radio here in Denver. I've been doing some radio here in Denver, and. I hear a lot of guys on the Denver radio talking about this training camp. This team is soft because guys aren't out here fighting. We don't have Bradley Chubb versus Garrett Bowles. And you just, who are the alpha dogs? And I'm just thinking, man, this is a team that's been policing themselves. They've been empowered by this coaching staff for when these little scrums have happened at training camp internally, the players are the ones that break it up. It's not the coaches, a bunch of little guys running in there to try to break up these big monsters 
and there aren't ever fists being thrown either. I mean, yeah. so I don't quite subscribe to the notion of just because there aren't fights at training camp, that doesn't mean that it's a weak training camp. And it doesn't necessarily mean nothing's wrong. Uh, it's just each training camp has its own identity. And I think the theme for this training camp with the Broncos, it's been education and, and humility, period. Well, just <laughs> I had a pushback on that. It's weak. Mentally tough. Right. That's that's just more of a sign of mentally tough where you can keep your composure. But then you go look and watch Albert O, who's been accused of being weak, has been out there pancaking people in preseason game last week. So you've got mental toughness and you've got physical toughness. I'm, I would never say that these that most of these NFL players aren't physically tough, but if they're not out there fighting all the time, that's more of a sign of mental toughness keeping your composure, doing the right thing, going out there and, play, you know, next next play, getting your retribution so that you're not getting in trouble, right? That's that's where I, I kind of lean. Fights will happen. It happens all the time. It, it just is. People get frustrated. These guys are banging into each other, play in, play out, trying to push, you know, somebody against their will in the other direction. It's it, tempers can flare, but you know, if if there's a lot of fights going on amongst this team, that's a sign of, in my opinion, uh, of mental uh, mental issue, right? Like they they don't have that mental. You got mental problems, got mental problems, man. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, right? And, and I think what you're looking for is just frustration too, right? I mean, so many right. times, like I know it, I've been guilty of it throughout my entire life. You know, like if I'm frustrated and there's an outburst. After five minutes, you're like, man, that outburst was ridiculous. I probably shouldn't have done that. I mean, why would why'd that happen? Oh, a combination of things, right? Emotion, frustration. But sure. if you can remove at least the frustration element of it, things are generally going to go your way. Um, it's interesting, man. It's interesting to hear, uh, I, I guess, as the last week of training camp officially ramps up or, or concludes, rather. Uh, they'll have practice tomorrow, the Rams and the Denver Broncos for day two. Uh, we'll see how it goes, man. Sean Payton had said he was really eager to see how his team would bounce back because the overwhelming reports out there on X or social media or whatever we got to call it these days is that the Broncos uh, got the short end of the stick, if you will. Rams sort of won the day, and I hate saying that because I wasn't there and I couldn't see it, but it was practice. I don't know how you win practice, first of all. I mean, there are days where the offense is certainly doing a little bit better than the defense, but practice usually is geared a lot more towards the offense and it's a little easier for the defense when their system's a little bit more established as opposed to Sean Payton coming in with a brand new offense. So the whole, the Rams won the day. That's a horrible sign for the Broncos. Russell Wilson looked horrible. Jerry Judy was out there dropping balls. I mean, let's not go freaking out just yet. It was day one of a two day practice. Yeah. We'll find out more tomorrow. You know, it may be the Broncos win the day tomorrow and, and everything's right with the world, but you know, that, that's the, the point of practice. Uh, you know, you get, hopefully get the things out that you don't want to come out in the game, right? You get those uh, mistakes taken care of, try a few new things and, and hopefully you, uh, you don't do the same mistakes in, in the game when it counts. So I'm, I'm not worried about it. It happens, you know, last year, like you said, the, the Cowboys got the, you know, the Broncos got the better of the Cowboys and then they went out and stuck them, stung it up all season. So it's, uh, it, 
it's hard it's to judge. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's practice. <laughs> yeah, it's we talking about practice. Yeah, we really are AI. I mean, like, imagine where we would be if Allen Iverson never said that. We talking about practice. I, I mean, like, seriously, the man should be a goat for just saying that. No matter what he did in his basketball career, which were all great things. Uh, look, man, it's it's so tough. It's so tough to just try to generalize this team after a summer, after a spring, an off-season work, workout program. We see spurts, right? And I think that we saw some good progressions the other night against the San Francisco 49ers, and you see a team that's not rolling over. I can appreciate that. And guess what? Teams are going to score on the Denver Broncos, and, and the Denver Broncos are going to score on other teams too. We're seeing a competitive brand of football in the preseason, right? Two games all within a one-point margin. I mean, I get it. It's the preseason. They don't count. They do matter, and the fan base would rather win it. But nobody's talking about the Baltimore Ravens and that what was that preseason winning streak up until the other night uh, in the regular season. It's all about the playoffs and Lamar, right? I mean, it's going to be those same sort of circumstances and conversations happening in less than two weeks when the Raiders come to town. And I, for one, can't wait for that game because I think the rivalry is going to be renewed. I really do. I, I think that Sean Payton and is going to get after it with this football team, and he's going to let everybody know that the the Raiders and, and that hatred are back, at least at Centura Health Training Center. And he's a, he's a guy that likes to plant his flag, and I can't wait for Raider Week, dude. It's coming. Yeah. Well, and it's nice that he's embracing it. I mean, people were ex were turned <laughs> off when it was yeah. with Hackett up there. Like, oh, yeah, I don't care about the rivalry. You should just for the fans sakes for crying out loud. I mean, we know there's a rivalry. It's been going on since 1960. Come on. And, and I know <laughs> the Broncos have not gotten the better of the Raiders lately. And it's not as competitive as it has been in the past. However, it's still a rivalry and it should be embraced. It will help the team. It will help fans enjoy it more. Don't downplay it. Embrace it. And I'm glad he is. Embrace it. And that leads me into Ashish, who's been very active in the chat tonight. Appreciate you rocking with us on MHI on Wednesday night. Will Russell Wilson play much better than last season? And can Sean Payton get the best out of him? That's the billion-dollar question. I hope they beat the Kansas City Chiefs and the Raiders this year. And that's what I said, Ashish. I mean, that's the that's the minimum for me right now. I, I think that you beat the streak with the Chiefs. You snap that little ugly streak that we all forget about with the Raiders as well. And uh, you split with the Chargers. And so, right, that's a that's a three and three in the AFC West. That's not necessarily uh, the best scenario when you look at the playoffs in the long picture of things, but it's possible. Right. And when you start thinking about it, you're like, huh, you could go three and three in the division and then things could get a little interesting. Uh, it's going to be competitive. We know that. I'm not going to go as far as saying Russell Wilson's fixed, but uh, I've been talking about it all training camp, being out there. I talked about it on the Denver Airwaves last week. Russell Wilson has been severely humbled, and that's to a good thing. He is one of the guys right now out there at training camp he's not pretending to be somebody he's got his head down and he's straight up grinding he's straight up working that, that's not to say he's not making mistakes that's not to say he can't play better but it's just really a good sign for me when you see that huh russell wilson at first glance the last this last summer appears to have gotten it and that's the message broncos country was hoping he'd pick up on this offseason when sean payton came to the denver broncos 
Well, he looks he already looks a little bit better. I mean, when it comes to his play, I know that you can look at the box score on on the 49ers preseason game and it doesn't look great. He looks better. He looks more mobile. He looks like he's ready to play. He, you know, they're not going to go out there and they're gonna, not going to go show their hand of how their game plan is going to be in their uh, preseason game. But you can take little bits and pieces of what he's been doing in camp and what he's been doing. I mean, for all uh, reports, the last two weeks of camp, he has been just slinging it out there, been looking really yep. good. So for people to, you look at 10 years of Russell Wilson. It, uh, of being a, basically an elite player at that quarter position back position for most of that time. And now all of a sudden he had a bad year and then he's just totally washed. I don't really believe it. I know he's getting up there in age, but he's not real. He's been relatively healthy. So if the line can give him some protection, they can run the ball. He's going to play well again. I just, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. You and I both have talked about it with a better coach with a get better game plan that fits him things have to look up. If he can't play better this year, then it's time to move on from him. He 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 will play better uh, from my perspective with Sean Payton calling plays, calling better plays yep. that fit him better. He's going to play better. How much better is the big question? That's the big question. I think he's going to play better, but is he going to be an elite quarterback again? That's the big question. I don't really care. To be honest with you, I don't care if he's going to be elite, and I don't care if that pisses Broncos country off. I care if he's a winning quarterback. Period. At the end of the day, you don't need to lead the league in MVP votes. You don't need to be a, a pro football hall of famer at the end of the day. You don't need to be in the pro bowl. We don't need any of that crap. We need some winning football and all that rest of the stuff. That'll figure itself out, man. He's already got a super bowl ring. He's been to two. He's got all the accolades, the trophies, you know, the records fastest quarterback to hundred wins. I mean, come on, man, his, his resume, it speaks for itself but you're seeing a confident player that looks like he's trying to have some fun out there again. And um, when your quarterback is arguably the hardest worker out there, the team is growing to not only respect him, but trust him. They're gaining trust with each other. Jerry Judy had a bad day today, Tom, from what it sounds like. It sounds like he was yep. dropping passes. Coach Sean Payton talked about it a little bit. He's like, well, receivers are paid to catch, you know, not specifically to Judy because everyone's too afraid to ask coach a hard question, but it's just like, look, man, uh, Russ isn't chewing Jerry Judy out. He has a little something to say to him at the end of the, the play, and they try to get back in gear. That's nice to see because Russ is trying to be himself. He's trying to build with his team instead of build above it. Yeah. I would imagine that, and I can't speak for him, but I would imagine that he would prefer to have a, another Super Bowl ring uh, opposed to an MVP season. If he has a, a good season and they win the Super Bowl, I think he's plenty happy with that. And I think fans would be extremely happy with that. I mean, individual awards are great, but in the end, it's a team game. And he's going out there and working hard. He's going out there doing everything that's asked of him. And he's, you know, like you said, he's he's won the team over. He's becoming a leader. And hopefully, uh, hopefully this team can play significantly better than what we've seen the last few years. Yeah, and they're confident with Russ. Russ is their guy, and yeah. that's not just showmanship. That's not just saying it, and I'm not saying there are a bunch of remember the Titans moments down there where it's just romance and beauty, and this team is just falling in love, and they're going to play for each other, and rah, rah, rah. No, but they're out there grinding together. They're working together. They're living together. You're starting to see the chemistry and the work. We're going to see those ROIs. They're coming. We just got to be a little bit patient. And in two weeks, we're going to start seeing some of that stuff. Yep. Phil McLaughlin coming back in for some more support. Thanks, Phil. 
Guys, I've got three players I think that are on the on the bubble. Uh, yes. Marquez Callaway, Tremont Smith, and Kendall Hinton. Your thoughts? Yeah, Kendall Hinton to me does not make this team. Uh, maybe you can stash him on the practice squad again, and that goes probably the same with the other two as well. Uh, Montreal Washington has been getting a lot of momentum, and it's about time, right? I mean, he was in trouble there that first week of camp, but the last few weeks he's looked decent. He's uh, looked dynamic in the return game at times. Um, and, and I've seen some really good plays from him on offense. So I think Montrell getting a good look. Now, he was banged up today, I guess, for just a second. He had his own guy run into him on a punt return and hurt one of his hands. But then he was able to catch a punt the next play later. So I don't think it was anything too significant. That was, again, today practice with the Rams. What do you make of Phil's three guys on the bubble? It's interesting. All three of these guys were much higher on the depth chart before this uh uh, training camp started and they've all been passed significantly by other that is interesting uh, Traymond Smith to me was I thought going to be the fourth cornerback coming in he has experience they went out and got him in free agency he is struggling to make this team and I don't think he's going to make it which is a surprise because he has a saying lot of experience. what's that I'm saying Bassey right I mean he kind of yeah. he's been making it a hard case for a guy yeah. like you know, Traymond to get anything going when you've got sure. other guys that, you know, and, and, you know, they're holding out Riley Moss. He's going to make this, yep. they're going to figure out a way he's not going anywhere. I mean, Riley Moss going to be on this team. We just talked about Damari Mathis. We haven't even got to my guy, Jaquan McMillan. You know, yeah. I've heard about him. I like him too. Now he yeah. gets beat. Sure. But it's a lot of competition. So to your point, those are three guys that have all been passed up. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think of these three, the one with the best chance is Callaway just because the injuries to the wide receiver core and he has that experience, the familiarity with the Saints system. You might uh, you might see them err on the side of caution, keeping an experienced guy instead of going with one of these young guys who doesn't have experience in the NFL. But as far as I'm concerned, Tremont Smith and Kendall Hinton are fighting for their roster lives, and I don't think they make it, And which is a surprise for me for Smith. I think Callaway sneaks on as the sixth wide receiver, even though he may have been a little bit outplayed by a, a younger guy. They're just going to err on the side of caution. How about our guy, Brandon Johnson? He's back, right? We're back. Quote VJ, right? He's getting back into some action soon, hopefully for the Denver Broncos. I really like this cat a lot, man. Um, Mims, he's looking really good. I mean, that wide receiver room, it's it's tough. And they, they brought in that new cat, right? I don't even know his, his name. Yeah. He's over at mileisle.com. I mean, they're bringing guys in so last minute, but it's, it's for a reason. And I mean, no disrespect. It's just good Lord. I mean, there's so many men on this team. We've got to try to figure out who's making it. And how weird is this? I, I was talking with my dad about it last night and he was like, do you remember back in the day when they would, you know, you'd have to ramp up to win the 53 man, man roster would come out. So 90 to 60. Yeah and 60 to, or what have you that's really not the case anymore right no. so i mean they go from having this army of players to just 53 guys and then you've got what 16 17 practice squad 16 players yeah. you know i mean it's it's a new time and and that funky little thing that happened in 2020 all kind of changed everything with yep. the veteran guys that can be on practice squad and all of it well and it was it was nice for some of the veteran players with that initial cut down if you knew that they weren't going to make the team you would let them you would cut them early so they could catch on somewhere else like a Tremont Smith might have been from where what I see he might have been one of those initial cuts so he could go grab on to another team but that's not happening anymore so it is a mad scramble at the end where you're cutting people staying and looking for other cuts 
And then, you know, you, you, so there's people that may, that can't breathe, breathe a sigh of relief when that cut down day happens, because they may be bringing in someone from another team who recently cut somebody and they don't make it. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a mad scramble. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked that uh, slower cut down. I, I, I appreciated it a little bit more because you, you know, like I said, you gave vets a little bit of an opportunity to catch on and you kind of saw, saw the team take, take shape, you know, it was kind of yeah. fun as a fan, but oh, well, no, I hear you. It's always changing. Right. And then Robert Sala and the jets, we don't want to show guys be humiliated. And it's like, ah, oh, man. All right. This, I mean, say what you will about it, but I mean, you know what you're signing up for. It's not like you don't know that HBO's there. They've been there all summer. I mean, they, you guys say you didn't want it, but it's amazing how f the jets have just fallen in love with being on HBO, even though they didn't want them there in the first place. Uh, Albert Knoppers always, here for us on Wednesday nights saying Russell Wilson not only looks better, he's much faster in the run and in playmaking. It doesn't take five seconds like last year before action happens. And Albert's picking up with Sean Payton's throwing down. And that is it's a, a fast and furious offense. I mean, he is forcing Russell Wilson to make quick decisions. It's nothing uh, groundbreaking out there, folks. It's simple, high, low reads. Jerry Judy's usually the number one option. Uh, that's the Sean Payton offense. And we're going to see that. And I can't wait to see the run game because I think a lot of people think Sean Payton has been really, really trying to cheap us all out on what the offense is going to look like passing. Uh, -uh. I think the run game is going to look even more dynamic and you're going to see a whole lot of different looks. I mean, last week at camp, we were talking about Greg Dulcich. I mean, maybe potentially moving in as a wide receiver to block on some plays in the slot. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the Sean Payton offense, but this is why Russell Wilson losing 15 pounds is a big deal. Albert's right. You can see him. The mobility is better. The footwork in the pocket is much better. Now, still has some happy feet, and I don't blame him because he gets a lot of pressure from the left side. Uh, but Russell Wilson settling down. I completely agree with Albert. Um, he, you could see some of the fruits of his labor, at least in the offseason. I think that Sean Payton's going to scheme receivers open much quicker than Russell had last year. I mean, it seemed like it took forever to get somebody open. And maybe that yeah. was partially because Russell Wilson wasn't seeing him, but it was a mess. And I think you're going to see, like you said, quick, quick hitters, you know, to these wide receivers, give the playmakers the opportunity to make a play with the ball in their hands, right? Don't let Russell Wilson sit back there for an hour waiting for something big to happen, somebody, someone to come open, get the ball out, get the playmakers the ball and let's see what they can do because I'm looking for yards after catch for Jerry Judy big time this year. I'm I'm I actually expect him to be one of the leaders in yards. Well, after catch. let's let's pump those brakes because I want to <laughs> push back against that just a little because uh, yeah, I wrote up Jerry Judy too. Is is I mean he's been a dog in camp, but he's also dropped a lot of passes in camp. He's dropped some in the preseason. I mean, drops in Jerry Judy have been synonymous for his pro football career. And I'm not trying to get after the guy, but one thing I do like with Sean Payton is we're seeing that when Jerry Judy, whether it be in training camp or preseason, and he drops the ball, he goes right back to him. That yeah. means Sean Payton is challenging this young man, and we've all had that coach, right? That that gritty coach that isn't our best friend, but always gets the best out of us. And we always love, and you know, they always love you back. We never say it, but that coach that gets the most out of you sometimes needs to challenge you. It's just like being a parent, 
right? Our job isn't to be your best friend. It's to be your dad or your mom, your, your guardian, what have you. And it's the same case for a Broncos play caller and a head coach. I like that Sean Payton is challenging Jerry Judy. I liked that he's challenging him at the microphone today, talking about receivers are, play, are paid to catch the ball. It's that simple. I mean, let's see how Jerry Judy responds tomorrow. I'm ready to see that. Yeah, but you got to also think last year, Jerry Judy in a per target was one of the better wide receivers out. He just didn't get enough targets. What when, when he gets the ball in his hands, yes, he may drop it. It's happened. But when he does get the ball in hand, his hands, he is actually one of the better uh, wide receivers as getting yards per target. So I, I actually think he's going to have a pretty darn good year after the ball is delivered to him. Just because he has a dynamic ability, he has the ability to shake people. He is one of the better route runners in the league. So if he can catch it, if he can grab that ball and not drop it and lose his confidence, I think he's going to have uh, one of those uh, fun years for fans. Fans will watch him and be like, wow, yeah, that guy really can uh, can do some of the ball in his hands. Well, he's got to mentally mature too, if I'm being completely honest, because sure. you know, I heard a former I heard a former Broncos receiver or tight end on the air today say, Look, man, when I got balls thrown to me at practice, I considered them gifts. And there wasn't anything I wasn't willing to do to go get that. And we know Jerry Judy's a hard worker, but he also has taken a lot of plays off in his career. And that's one thing I haven't seen at training camp. I haven't seen a frustrated Jerry Judy quit on a play or not give it his all. He is working his tail off over there. And that's something you love to see. Um, I, I like it. I like that Sean Payton is challenging this young man. Um, some fans, I guess, are a little sour that Russ isn't ripping him and nobody's ripping each other because Payton used to yell at everybody. And it's like, well, different men, different time, different team. I mean, I love Peyton Manning just as much as the next guy. I love that he's still here in the Mile High City. I love that you can see him on those dorky commercials with Peter Banco, Centura Health. I love all that stuff, right? But that time is done. 2015 is never coming back. And for too long, the Broncos have been hanging on to that dying dream that we could repeat 2015. No more. This team is discovering their identity as they go. They're not trying to jam feed it down your throat like Nathaniel Hackett did, like Vic Fangio did. I mean, this is just an organic work in progress. And nobody likes to see the house get built, Tom. Nobody. Right. We all just <laughs> want to go see pictures of it on Zillow. When it's all right. painted up, you've got all the brand new appliances. No one wants to see what that sucker looks like with studs. Man, we're going to see what it looks like here in about two weeks because I think the finishing touches are just around the corner. This offense is going to start clicking. And hopefully the leadership style is the right style for this team, right? That's what it matters. It doesn't like you can take a Bill Parcells approach and maybe that's the right approach for the specific team, but they're a good leader knows how to lead each of these people the way they want to be led. Not everybody wants to be yelled at. Not everybody responds to that. Right. And then that's you true. also have to understand that everybody has a different leadership style. Uh, Russell Wilson is a different leadership style than Peyton Manning. It's the way it is. But if it's effective, that's what's important. It doesn't matter how it's delivered. It matters if it's effective or not. And if it's effective, we will see it on the field. You will see Jerry Judy out there being a different player than he was last year or the year before. So that's as what you were saying. As you were saying that, something just struck me, and it was so obvious. Is there anything that Russell Wilson could say to Jerry Judy that Sean Payton hasn't or wouldn't? No, Sean Payton <laughs> is probably he's he's, you know, the buck stops with Sean Payton. 
So does. if you think Sean Payton's just giving out orange slices and participation trophies over there, no, he's cutting guys the final week of camp. We're at the night before joint practice, getting another D lineman in here, restructuring Mike Purcell. I mean, Sean Payton is not calling it quits. I thought it was hilarious before the 49ers game last week, Tom, when they were flying out there and somebody asked him, do you see light at the end of the tunnel now that camp is just about wrapped up? He's like, no, the tunnel's dark. <laughs> what tunnel? There's no light. And I was just like, damn, coach isn't playing. And I absolutely love it. That's not to say he can't connect with his players. I've, from everything I've heard, uh, the guys are responding well to Sean Payton. They they like his energy. They respect his work ethic. And they're getting to know each other, right? They're not just falling all over themselves. Oh, we love each other and everything's great. We're the best thing ever. No, they're actively getting to know each other. And that's okay. You're seeing things happen as they should. It's almost a... a it's a case of nature, right? We're just nature is unfolding right now because of the hard work. Well, and you know, it, it's obvious how it's unfolding, right? It, I mean, people, like you said, are responding to it, but it's because he's telling them what they need to hear, right? He's putting in plays and offense and he's putting in people in position what they, how they need to be put in position, right? It's not the love. Oh, we love each other. Like you said, you know, oh, we're all friends. No, sometimes you can't be their friend, but you put them in position to succeed because you know how to do it. You know, what's best, even if that player doesn't know what's best for him. And that's where Nathaniel Hackett failed. He was too friendly. He was too much of a Oh, well, you want to do it this way? Okay, let's. He didn't understand that some He's people a slappy. can't get out of their He's own way. Right? They can't get out of their own way. They, I want something, but maybe I'm not really that good at it. Right? So maybe redirect me into a different, uh, a different career path or whatever it may be. But I think you're seeing the results on the field because you're seeing improvement from the very first day at camp to where we are now. You've seen some significant improvement. You've seen people buy in. You see the team come together. And like you said, the team is policing themselves. That is all part of the plan. It's coming together. Whether people think they're friendly with each other or not, it's a team and they're going to go out there and win on the gridiron against other people who want to take that from them. And that's what matters, right? It's not about being a family and being a team, uh, friends and all that. It's about winning on no. the football field. Yeah, these guys don't need to love each other. And that's just it, man. Like, I get that there is a place for romance in this game. It's why we love it so much, right? Love, romance. Yeah, that's football, baby. But at the same time, I mean, these guys are a long way from, from winning anything. I, I mean, and they haven't. It's time to earn it. And you're yep. seeing them work right now like they at least want it and, and want to earn it. And I hear you, Doug. Preseason games don't do anything for me. I Trust me. I, a lot of people... Um, feel the same way however you've got to admit training camp and preseason has been totally different yep. with sean payton we could talk about the limited access we could talk about what we can and can't report to ticketed fans to media sponsorship only days um i mean Guys running drill to drill, no more water breaks every five minutes. I mean, the the list of change is endless, but it's nice to see instead of just saying, hey, let's write down what our identity is. That's it. This is it. This is where I, our identity. We're determined. <laughs> yep. We're strong. We're tough. No, they're figuring those things out on the field. They're not just coming up with cliches to throw on a T-shirt. I buy into what this team is doing because of the work that they're putting on the field. 
And Michael, man, thank you so much for all the love and all the support. Great show tonight, Thomas and Luke on the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos and buck them. And Mike, thank you so much, man. You and Broncos country, you make this show so much fun. And I know it's one of the highlights of my week, Thomas, too. We're always talking about how we can make this show better, um, try to pick the, the brains of Broncos country and figure some stuff out. And it's exciting, man. We've got a lot more cool stuff right around the corner here on this show. Ken Lanier, right? Thomas stopped uh, stopped by Friday yep. morning with Ken and, and had a good conversation. I got to sit in on that as the official producer of that one, if you will. <laughs> um, that was fantastic. Go check that out on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever you guys get these podcasts. Um, Thomas was on Mile High Sports Radio today. So you got yes, to check that out. Head on over to at Thomas Hall NFL. Uh, yours truly co-hosted uh, another show on the fan last week. You can check that That's out at, at Luke Patterson LP. And we're rocking and rolling, man. I was super pumped to tell the team, you know, these are going to be my writing assignments for this season because it's that time of year. I know we're talking, you've got some writing assignments for the season coming out. Yep. And we're all game planning as a team over a mile high huddle right now, ready for the meet and greet, trying to figure out what we can bring you. But this is going to be a really exciting 2023 for the whole team. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's uh, we're, we're finally, you know, you and I have got this been going on for a little while, so it's fun. I look forward to it. We've got preview uh, from almost every game uh, coming out you know, on Saturday. That's going to be fun. But you know, like like you said, we're we're uh, we're getting more opportunities at other places too, like to learn. You know, we're going to bring the what we learned from the radio show we were on. Uh, this week, bring it back here, and it's going to be it's going to just improve. So I'm I'm excited with where this show is going. I think I think it's uh, I think there's a lot more that we're going to bring to you fans out there that is going to be informative and fun and a little different than what you're what you're used to. So I'm 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 excited, Luke. It's I look forward to it's it too awesome. every Wednesday. Oh man, it's so awesome. We're talking, Thomas and I talk about just every every day almost trying to talk football, trying to talk live. Reach on out to us. Give us a like on Facebook and YouTube also. Uh, head on over to mhhmerch.com. Grab yourself a hat or a t shirt. Um, get your swag on over at mhhmerch.com. Be sure you're following the mothership at Mile High Huddle. We'd also appreciate a follow on this pod. That's at MHI underscore pod. If you'd like to reach out to Thomas directly, please do so. That's at Thomas Hall NFL. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. And uh, yeah, again, the mothership at Mile High Huddle. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com. Remember what our guy Dylan Von Ark says. Make sure you hit that share and like button on the pod on all platforms and hit that like button on the way out. Remember a little bit goes a long way and it sure does, man. We uh, it's the show always goes so fast when we have so much news to get to. And the last little bit of news as we wrap up Randy Gratishar taking that final ish step into getting yep. into Canton. We're celebrating that a little early because well, we deserve it. And so does he, uh, we're reacting to Broncos Rams joint practice day. Number one, number two should be happening tomorrow with that preseason finale in Denver on on Saturday night. And then how could I miss this? Drew Brees was at practice yesterday, yeah. Thomas. We didn't get to really talk about that, but it was yeah. cool to see Drew come out. Apparently he was visiting his brother who's out here in Centennial and uh, gave his old coach a, a, a ringer on the phone saying, Hey coach, can I come by practice? Come on out, Drew. The more the merrier. So Drew Brees <laughs> was back. Speaking of we're back, Justin Simmons back on the field this week. That's fantastic to see along with Mike McGlinchey. So um, I get the injury bug has been nasty for the Broncos in recent years. And 
someone some would say this this summer but happy to see justin and mike back out there yeah i mean the it's uh it's nice to see that they're healing up, right? I know there's some devastating season-ending injuries, but some of these nagging injuries are healing up. And it looks like they're going to be ready for the regular season, which is the important. I like preseason. I know people are – I know it doesn't matter, but I definitely like to see these roster bubble guys going out there and working their tails off to make the team, and that's what's fun for me. That's why I like preseason. I love watching these these guys who nobody knows about out there – you know, showing that they belong in the NFL. So I'm looking forward to this uh, final preseason game and I'm looking forward to the regular season. I think it's going to be, I think fans are going to be happier this year, a lot happier this year than they were the last few years. You can get rid of those honeydew lists for Sunday. No more. <laughs> the Broncos have competitive football. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. Rock with us for one more week. The preseason is over, but our coverage for the Broncos is never over. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com. Check out all of our work. And Pearl Heater, thank you so much for all the support over on Facebook, guys. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate all those Facebook stars. And thank you for all your lovely comments in the show as well. Thomas will be back on Friday morning for Legends, and then you can catch Thomas and Ron. Uh, are you guys doing a pregame show Saturday or postgame? What's, we what's are doing pregame like show. Saturday? Pre-game show, but Ron's out, so I think Lance Sanderson will be joining ah. me for the pre-game show. We're going to be bringing a lot of cool stuff, though. Analytics and scheme matchups and players to watch. It's going to be fun. So uh, Hell get, yeah. the, uh, get the deets for the Hell uh, yeah. That'll be cool, man. Lance, Lance and Thomas, a new dynamic duo for Saturday night, at least against the Rams. We appreciate you guys so much. It was such an action-packed show. Thank you for stopping by. I will be out next Wednesday. I have a little bit of a vacation before the regular season comes in, so Thomas will have a co-host stepping in. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Broncos country, as always, this is the way. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.